Kia ora, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is my daily podcast that goes out with my daily email newsletter for paid subscribers every morning. Uh, today I wanted to look at what's happening in the housing market. Every month we get a whole range of figures, starting with Barfoot and Thompson's figures from Auckland, which gives us sales and prices and listings. Then typically we get some numbers from CoreLogic and QV, which incorporate some of that data and make some uh, projections about what's going on. And then we get the definitive numbers from the Real Estate Institute, which give us a house price index and basically the total volume and prices and medians for all the sales in a particular month. Well, the first one that comes out typically is from Barford and Thompson in Auckland. And Auckland being the leading indicator of the housing market, it's often the first real data we get on what's actually happening in the housing market month by month. And yesterday we got numbers from Barford and Thompson for June, right in the middle of winter. And what they show is that house price volumes fell again, around about 12.5% from May. Now, that's not too unusual because middle of winter, there's not that many open homes. People are, in theory, snuggled up at home, not going out and buying houses. And therefore, a lot of homes aren't actually on the market uh, because people tend to wait until the spring sales season uh, for the best prices. And uh, however, when you look at June this year versus June a year ago, the sales volumes at uh, just over 600 or so, are the lowest in 12 years, and they're down 45% from a year ago. Now, this is important because, obviously, when sales volumes are down, uh, a lot of people are pulling back from the market, both buyers and sellers, and effectively, the market is in the process of gapping up or down, effectively coming to a new equilibrium. And we've seen uh, the uh, house price index for Auckland City, so that's the isthmus, uh, down more than 12% from its peak in November. And overall, across right across New Zealand, the house price index, which takes out some of the skewing effects when you just go straight to the median or the average. Uh, because, of course, if you sell lots and lots of smaller houses and apartments that will drag down the median but isn't necessarily an indicator that like for like prices have dropped or values but so we tend to look at the house price index overall and that shows a, a drop from the highs so how much further might it go or at least how much further is it predicted to go well we know that the reserve bank westpac a couple of the main banks are expecting a peak to trough fall of 15%, so a bit more to go across the country. And uh, you could argue that Auckland is at the bleeding edge of that uh, that change, and it's already fallen that 12 to 15%, depending on which part of Auckland you're looking at. The question is, does it go much further? And it's interesting to look at the detail of these Barford and Thompson figures, and also how the banks are reacting to see what's going on. Well, firstly, yes, there are fewer sales and the uh, median price for what it's worth in June uh, uh, 
saw an actual slight increase from May, although Barford and Thompson was uh, correct in pointing out you shouldn't take too much notice of a monthly move in, a, in either an average or a median. Uh, but they say that um, they're starting to see some solidity appearing back in the market. And what's interesting is that even though total listings at Barford and Thompson increased a bit in June, tiny amount, what Barford reports is that the number of new listings actually doubled in June. So you think, oh, how come we haven't seen a big increase in the total number of listings? Well, Barfoot says there's been quite a few vendors who've pulled their houses from the market. And a quick few calculations that I've done show that uh, just over 600 people actually pulled their houses from the market in June. Now this says that a whole bunch of people who had put their market houses on the market a few months ago in the hope of getting out of the top uh, realize that there has been a drop down in prices and so they've pulled their houses off the market. That's interesting because it shows that there's not intense stress among homeowners either being forced to get out of the market by their banks or finding themselves unable to pay the mortgage because they've lost a job and don't have any income. With unemployment at 3.2% and with the total mortgage servicing costs for homeowners still under 6% of disposable income and less than half the levels it was at in 2007-2008 when we had our last housing downturn about 10% prices fell. We are not seeing this sort of um, catastrophic collapse in sales or prices that would suggest anything like a 30 or 40% fall in total. And the interesting thing is that we've just started to see in the last couple of weeks, a couple of the banks uh, do things that would suggest they're looking to perk up demand and lending in the market, try and get their volumes going again. So earlier this month, Kiwi Bank came out with a an old marketing classic, the 1% cash back or up to a, t a maximum of $10,000 cash back whenever you take out a new mortgage. And BNZ yesterday came out with a similar offer. And we also may see in the next few weeks, a few of the banks look at maybe trimming their longer term mortgage rates. Now you may say, how on earth is that possible? Aren't we going to get a rate hike next week from the Reserve Bank? Well, it's true. Next Wednesday, the Reserve Bank comes out with its latest monetary policy decision, and it's broadly expected to put up its official cash rate by another 50 basis points, which is interesting, but already baked into the prices in wholesale interest rate markets. And they're the ones you need to look at if you're thinking about taking out a fixed mortgage rate. So you may hear of these things called swaps, well, these are effectively the wholesale interest rate markets in New Zealand, one year and two years out. And they're the basis for what happens with mortgage rates. And it's interesting to note, in the last three weeks, there has been a significant fall in both one-year and two-year swap rates uh, by 50 basis points for the one-years and 75 basis points for the two-years. And you may ask, well, how on earth is that happening? I thought we had a massive inflation problem and all the central banks in the world are scrambling to get it under control with rate hikes and my mortgage rates are going to go up and up and up and up. 
Well, these wholesale interest rate markets are in effect creating their expected trend for interest rates over the next couple of years. What they're doing is working out what's happening in the global economy, what's happening in the local economy, and estimating what sort of inflation pressure that is putting on the central banks. In effect, second-guessing what the central banks are going to do over the next couple of years. And what their current second-guesses are saying is that the global economy is headed towards a quite sharp slowdown, potentially a recession in the United States, maybe even a recession in Europe. Because of these big jumps in oil prices, problems with COVID supply chains, there's been a, a shock to consumers who, with these high prices, are going, oh, no, I'm not going to spend right now. You've also got uh, problems with uh, China, where its COVID lockdowns are causing plenty of grief and may actually see China's economy slip into a bit of a recession. Certainly, China's consumers aren't out there buying so much. And although Chinese consumers aren't as important as American consumers because they tend to save an awful lot of their money, whereas Americans spend all their money, uh, and in China, it's the construction sector and infrastructure building that is the real driver. Even there, things are slowing down. For example, we had another big property development company in China uh, miss a bond payment over the weekend. The signs are that uh, infrastructure and apartment developments have really ground to a halt. And with these lockdowns we see progressively, consumers in China are not going out, they're not spending money, they're not going to restaurants, and that is, uh, that is hurting demand globally. Remember, China is the world's second largest economy. And you can also start to see it in some of the commodity prices. So we all know about oil, and that's still pretty solid, up around $112 US a barrel because of what's going on with Russia. But also, interestingly, there are all sorts of supply constraints elsewhere. Some riots in Libya, um, some problems in Ecuador with um, political violence, which have meant their output has dropped. And so that's keeping the oil price nice and high. If you're an oil producer, it's nice and high. If you're a consumer, it's not quite so great. But the other commodities, so food, metals, they have really dropped off in the last two or three months. In fact, they're back down to where they were just immediately after or just before the invasion of Ukraine. So what this is is that commodity prices are actually dropping quite fast, apart from oil. And when you look across the global economy, what's happening with orders for uh, new manufactured goods, uh, consumer spending, consumer confidence, business confidence, they've all just slumped after this shock uh, from inflation and the shock from higher interest rates that the central banks have just started to get going. The point of this uh, rather detailed look at what's happening with global inflation pressures is that it does translate through to what's happening here in our wholesale interest rate markets. And what that means is we have seen a fall from well over 4.5% to more like 3.8% in the two-year swaps in the last three weeks in New Zealand. Now, the banks tend not to you know, move their retail mortgage rates here in the area every five minutes simply because the swap rates are moved. They tend to wait weeks and months between movements. But if these 
two-year swap rates continue to fall, or at least stay down where they are after the Reserve Bank's comments next week, there is the potential, if the banks are looking to stimulate lending again, that they come in with some slightly lower mortgage rates, particularly the longer-term one, two-year mortgage rates. So if you're thinking, you know, uh, is that 15% house price fall actually going to happen? Or are we going to keep going further? Well, we're starting to see signs because home sellers are not stressed. Banks are not stressed. Interest rates potentially have stopped rising and may even be potentially falling a bit. And certainly the banks are looking to stimulate lending again. And when they do that, you can start to see the housing market start to warm up a bit. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was another lap around the housing market, but worth it, I think, uh, because we've just got gotten the first numbers for June. Kakita no.